Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. been with 
Tom McManus, former Jacksonville Jaguar linebacker, because he didn't sugarcoat anything. He didn't give you the politically correct BS answer to everything that everybody does when they are a guest on a show. That is the reason why we love Tom McManus on the show, always have, and we always wish that man success at anything and everything that he does. Now, that happens uh, in February. We'll let you know the date. We'll be talking about it. And Cuervo is going to be in here in three minutes as he is getting ready because he's going to join me here. So make sure you join us in February. Keep your eye on the Rowlett Eagles varsity basketball team at that time because that's what's going to be going on at that time. So, oh, let me pull this out. We haven't had an opportunity to update the uh, the standings of where we are as far as our picks on the Couch Potato Sports Show for the NFL this year, and uh, it, it's it's quite depressing because I'm in third place, My, and it, it, quite depressing because I've made some stretches on some picks, sometimes not making a stretch on a pick, but they didn't win like they should have. But I am in the barrel, 108, 67, and 2. 108 wins, 67 losses, and two ties. Then Tarvin is right up there, had a bad couple weeks. He dropped to second place. He was in first place, 111, and 65, and 2. And Rushing into first place would be the co-host of our program when he comes on. That would be Cuervo, 114-62-2. However, two weeks ago, Sonny Clark ripped the meat at the bone, went 12-2, lost Sunday and Monday night games, and everybody had the same picks that I did, so I don't feel so bad about the two. Pretty happy about the 12. Of course, that's where we are. I watch okay. I've been watching the Dallas Cowboys for 20 years, even longer. How many of you guys watch right here in the local area? The Dallas Cowboys, lifetime Dallas Cowboy fans. But I, I just want to take you back to the last 25 years of this football team, guys. It hasn't been pretty. Now we can go back into the days where you where you had Emmett. Yeah, you had Troy, you had Michael, you had a great defense, you had everything going on for you. You know, Super Bowls, Jimmy Johnson and everything. Hey, you're a Dallas Cowboy fan? I get it. Completely get it. But when's the last time we've seen anything? 12 and 2 a couple of years ago. Hey, congratulations. And I'm serious. I'm not being facetious when I say that. 12, 12, and, uh, 12 and 4 season, 2014. Congratulations. That is a season. Another good season for him was back in 2006. Okay. Uh, so, and that was the Dak Prescott era, who, who just did a fantastic season. I'm not going to argue those two years. Those have been fantastic years. But Dallas Cowboy fans, I... I, I I realize you were in prime time last night, like you always are. I realize that you quite possibly beat the best NFC team and, quite frankly, the best team in the NFL. 
Thursday night. Congra- hey, congr- I am. I, you know, I don't want to take away from the fact that you won that football game because you you don't hold Drew Brees to those numbers. I, I, I stand out, I, and I, I'll put it out there. I'm I'm right there with you. I'm a fan of last night on what happened to that game. A complete and utter fan. That having been said, of course, that's the name of our show on Sunday. Dallas Cowboy fans, you, 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 you've got to calm down. And now, I have been accused in the past of being a Dallas Cowboy hater. Secretly, yes. But that was the ones that won the championship games. Because they were just that good. So, of course I hated them. Everybody hates that except for fans of the teams. They hate those guys that are so good. Of course I hated them. They had the personalities, the characters, and what people, you know, you know, Michael Irvin stabbing his barber because he couldn't get his hair cut before a rookie. You know, the punk moves like that. Of course you hate the Dallas Cowboys. Then they're winning with this egomaniac attitude that they have. So, of course, I hated the Dallas Cowboys. But after that and everything, and the years started going on and getting past the glory years of Jimmy Johnson, we have seen a mainstay of Dallas Cowboy football being exactly what it is today. Yeah, I said it today. And if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan right now, right now, you are in a state of euphoria that you can't get out of because it's impossible for you guys to take the, you know, to take the blinders off. You know how they do with horses and they put the blinders on the horses so you can't see the side. I'm, I'm trying to yank those off of you Dallas Cowboy fans. Because the simple fact of the matter is the way that you are talking to blasphemy, the blasphemy. It's ridiculous. Dallas Cowboys fans, pump those brakes, baby. Seriously. I mean, I I don't know what. Can can we talk? All right, Joan, let's talk. Well, maybe. I'm just going to wait because I got to get Cuervo in here. He's going to be in here in a minute. Hopefully, I'll get him here up on that. But Dallas Cowboys fans, let's slow. Let's pump the freaking brakes. Guys, you, I'm not going to take away from that victory last night. I just, well, yes, I am, but I'm not. Because you, you can't take away from a victory from a team such as the New Orleans Saints. That is not just a football team. That's a bad man, a jamma football team. And you say whatever you want going into that game, 10 games in a row, Drew Brees is the MVP, guys. I'm sa- yeah, yeah, I said it. Drew Brees is the MVP of this league this year right now. And if you think of somebody else, you've you, you got to love a fair for whoever you got. Drew Brees is the MVP. Even after that piece of garbage that he put on as a spectacle on Thursday night. You can't tell me. I mean, I, yeah, is it Carson Wentz? No, of course not. He's, you know, he should have been. But guess what? Not in the running. Okay, all right. Let's do that. 
go over to L.A. with the Rams. Okay? Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty good. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, guys, guys, MVP come at the quarterback position. There's not a quarterback that can carry Drew Brees' jock right now. Now you could have said that three years ago, and you'd have Rodgers, you'd have Bree, uh, you'd have uh, Tom Brady, you'd have other guys. But right now, no one can carry this guy's jock. He is the MVP and will be at the end of the year. And if they say it's somebody else, they're wrong. Need not taken away from the victory because every W, when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, a kick underneath that W side, first of all, usually is a miracle. And second of all, how were they going to piss it away in the end like they almost did last night? But they got the win. That check mark is so important. It doesn't necessarily matter how you got to that point until you get to the next game. Getting the check mark is the most important. Fixing the reason why that check mark wasn't easy happens and it starts now. They got a mini bye week. Hell, they don't know. It's three days, four days to Sunday. Friday, Saturday, it's three days to Sunday. Four days after last night. Come on now. That's a mini bye before they have to hit the field again. But let's go to these Dallas guys. First of all, let's go to the standings just within their division. And then I want you to listen to something to me. Within that, the Dallas Cowboys, seven and five. I'm going to say it. That's not half bad for the NFC East. Because if you really think about it, you're talking about a 10 and 6, 9 and 7, quite possible. And if the team gets on a roll, maybe 11 wins. And, and, but, you know, it, not everybody can be the Eagles last year who completely and utterly dropped the ball this year. But the simple fact of the matter is when you talk NFC East, you talk about average at best. So looking at the standings, your Dallas Cowboys are six and are seven and five. Now I want you to realize who's directly behind you. At six and five, although they don't have their quarterback, imagine if they did, and we'll talk about that in a moment. The Washington Redskins are six and five. Washington gets this victory here next this week. We could be we could be talking a totally different thing. The Washington Redskins have the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football. It's going to be a great game because the, you know, that's what the NFC East is. So, that having been said, the way the standings are with Philadelphia at 5-6 and six, and New York, of course, they're god-awful. I, I, I am going to, I'm going to bring some numbers to you. Now, granted, I want to talk about the reason why this shows up. Normally, Sonny Clark is the hardest working man in sports radio doing other things, but I just couldn't take this. I get up, and I, I, I shouldn't have done this, but I decided to be that nice guy. Some people think Sonny Clark's a nice guy. I'm not really a nice guy. But I decided to go help my boss. My boss was, you know, he was going to get mangled at work. So I decided I'd go and lend a hand this morning. And, of course, that 
calls for me to be up at 5 o'clock in the morning, which in, uh, mark that, it, 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 up at 4.15, starts with the love, and I did this on purpose. Normally I don't, but I started listening to ESPN. I started listening to everybody start talking. I, I listened to my other local. And, folks, I want to tell you, Dallas Cowboy fans, supposed members of the media, you, you, you just got to stop. Calm down. Pump the freaking brakes. And let's look at what has ended up happening. Yeah. Great win last week. I'm not, I can't even take the fact they got that check mark underneath the W sign. I can't take that away from them. But there's things to talk about that as far as that game is concerned. And I'm going to bring on the co-host of this program on Sunday mornings and whenever we decide to get a wild hair in our ass. It's Cuervo on a Friday afternoon doing his lunch thing. He's going to be trying to eat and talk sports. How you doing? That is correct, Sonny. I'm good. How about them Cowboys? How about those Cowboys? They won the Super Bowl. Holy crap. I mean, it's unbelievable that they won the Super Bowl. After all of these years, Cuervo, that Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Isn't that amazing? I tell you what, Sonny. Let's just – we'll end the season today. Go ahead and hand yeah, Jerry it's Jones over. the trophy. It's over. Yeah. It is. It is. I mean, listening to Dallas Cowboy fans right here in my local area, I'm going to tell you, Cuervo, if my finger was long enough to stick down my throat so I could puke up my pizza, I'd do it. Because that's all I mean. I, 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 <laughs> so, congrats. Hey. Congratulations. Oh, I'm sorry. Golf clap. That's a golf clap victory last night. A good victory, good quality team. Do you expect the Dallas Cowboys to continue beating good quality teams, Cuervo? Do I expect them to? No. I don't. Matter of fact, why would you – why would you – out of all people, Cuervo, okay, and, and you're my friend, but I got a question. Why would you do Why would you state such blasphemy like that? Yeah, you know, you're right. You know, Dallas, <laughs> they're going to run the table the rest of the year. Yes. I and mean, they're just going to run through everybody. I mean, everybody. You know, if they played the Rams, they'd, they'd beat them 52 to nothing. You know, if they played Kansas hey, City, hey, they'd beat them 45 <laughs> to 3, right? I mean, I mean, just end the season now. Just end it. I mean, oh, that was terrible. Crazy knucklehead, terrible. It is. It's, it, the, 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 now, I, and maybe it's because they haven't beaten a team in the last many years, which is not necessarily true. They have beaten some teams. But, Cuervo, this is the same old Dallas Cowboys. There's nothing that's changed in the last what, nine years since, first of all, Jason Garrett's been there. Okay, really, come on. I mean, you know, you, you, at any, by any stretch, and, and I'm going to ask you, and, I, and boy, did I generate the heat on other players, not on my own, but I went in because this is the same old Dallas Cowboys. You can book this. I don't even know who the Dallas Cowboys play next week. They're going to lose. 
Because when you get the Dallas Cowboys, get that marquee victory, what always happens, not just every once in a while, not just 5% of the time or 10% of the time, 15, 20, 30%, but all of the time, the Dallas Cowboys lay eggs. So I don't even know what I'm going to look right now. The Dallas Cowboys next week have the Philadelphia Eagles at Cowboys Stadium. And I'm on, I, I book it, mark it down. Dallas Cowboys are going to lose that football game. I don't even know what's going on. And they haven't even played this week, and I don't know how bad they look. They looked pretty bad last week. We already know that. We, we took the killing on that. But here, here you go. This is the game that the Dallas Cowboys usually drop the ball on, on an insignificant team, which, by the way, in their own division, they're not winning. They're not going to be successful. They're not going to even make a wild card. But this is the kind of game the Dallas Cowboys drop. Yeah, you know what, Sonny? I, and and I'm, I'm, not only do I think the Dallas Cowboys will lose next week, they are going to get blown out. 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 Blown out. Cowboy fans, people. Hey, can, can we talk? Look, I, I, I'm, I'm, we're, we're trying to warn you now. We are. Tr- enjoy this win while you can, and that, that's totally and, fine. And they you, get a mini buy, so they get extra days now since they played on Thursday. You know, so they get extra right. days. The, the euphoria of this victory. Yeah, exactly. So. You know, let let's let's hold off on any parade that that you want to parade going downtown Dallas. Uh huh. Let's hold off on that, okay? And I know <laughs> well, you're, maybe you're, they'll have a, maybe they'll have a parade down the same route that JFK went because that's where they're heading when they take on the Philadelphia Eagles at home. The, the yeah, same route I, JFK took. Yeah, it might and it. It might not be a good outcome either, just like JFK. But, you know, aside from that, look, I mean, and I know your Dallas, your Dallas locals, listeners, Cowboy fans everywhere, they're, they're probably screaming to get a new co-host right now. I, we're trying to warn you. We are trying to get a new host. Yeah, we're trying to warn you now. Don't count on the Cowboys too much next week. Okay, and you know what? If I'm wrong, I'll be the first to admit it that I was. Let me try it again. I was. I can't get it out. I understand. Can uh, maybe I I, need some help? Wrong. But listen, and and hold on, hold on, have Cuervo now. I have been known as a Dallas Cowboy hater, but I'm not a hater. Really, in reality, I picked this team to win this division, didn't I, Cuervo? Yes, you did. Absolutely, you did. And I did. So I'm not much of a hater. I got them winning the division. Oh, I I think. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. But here's the thing, and and go ahead. I'm gonna. I I gotta call it how it is, Sonny. Cowboy fans. You can't say anything bad about the team ever, and if you do, ever. you are a hater. It's hater. That's how Cowboy yep. fans are. They don't like to hear the criticism. They don't like to hear the negative things about the way the organization is ran. 
They don't like to hear anything Especially negative they about won the Super any Bowl. player. Up. What's that? Especially after they won the Super Bowl. I mean, beat those things. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, Michael Irvin was like, I don't know if he was on, you know, pre-workout or something, but he was, you know, yelling who that and that the Cowboys, that's who. Okay, great. <laughs> great. Nice win last night. Let, let, that was let's a be, nice let, let, Well, let's let's not be cowboy haters, Sonny. Let's be cowboy realists. You yes. won the game thirteen yes. to ten. Thirteen Thank to ten you. was the final score. You okay. got three points in like, the second quarter. They blanked you in the third and fourth quarter, and you expect them to move on. And Dallas Cowboy fans, calm down, pump the brakes. Remember, you guys don't score twenty-four points a game hardly ever. Okay, yeah. So hardly ever. Uh-huh. You're not going to win very many football games in the NFL by averaging 21 points a game, which is what the Dallas Cowboys win. But yet they're Super Bowl bound. Come on, Cuervo. They scored three points. They got a field goal in the second quarter. Then they were blanked in the second half. Damn! And by the way, damn near gave that game right back to them with an opportunity to win. And what does Drew Brees usually do in that place? He usually converts, and they could have and should have lost that game last night. Yeah, I said it. They should have lost that football game just by the second half of play by that football team. No, you know, but but at the same time, Sonny, you know, you got to give you got to give some credit. But I, where I give credit um, for the for that for Dallas is, you know, the defense stepped up. I mean, now I will say that yes, the defense absolutely. Stepped up. Big time. You know, they found ways to get pressure on Drew Brees, and you saw the effects of it. Um, yep. You know, I, I, what I what I saw in that defense, too, is, man, that front seven, they are tackling machines. And that's that's what I like to see in a defense. You know, guys yep. that don't whiff on, on stuff, um, those guys were on it last night. I mean, stopping Alvin Kamara at the one, stopping Mark Ingram, you know, on go- there was a couple of goal line stands, I believe, if I remember Absolutely. They, they stopped. They stopped New Orleans. So the defense really bailed the offense out because for them to only produce thirteen points, um, let's see if if Dallas makes the playoffs. Let's see you do that in New Orleans in January, in mid January. Yes. Let's see you yes. win a game where you only scored thirteen points. Good luck with that. In the playoffs. Good luck with that. In the playoffs. That, now, right. like I said, Cuervo, held Drew Brees 18-28, 127. I mean, those are numbers you just don't hear. Even in a losing situation with Drew Brees, one touchdown, one interception, and Kamara didn't have his game. He only averaged 3.6 yards a game, 11 rushes, 36 yards, no touchdowns. Um, so the simple fact of the matter is, is they held them in check, and sometimes you got to be able to do that. Remember, their touchdown came from from a guy that probably no one even has heard of in reality. And yes, I'm talking about Kirkwood. If you knew who this guy was, I, I will say you must be a New Orleans Saints fan. Okay, so um, because th- this guy is a nobody. Um, seven catches, 113 yards, and two touchdowns for the whole year. All right? So he's definitely nothing to write home to mama about. So that was good how they spread the ball and got it to somebody else. But 
normally they're going to get the ball to where it needs to be gotten to. And again, Cuervo, we're talking about, you know, the playoffs, they could meet up again. But even just looking at the Dallas Cowboys, they're seven and five in their own division. Remember, the Chicago Bears were eight and three leading their division. New Orleans is 10 and two. Remember, that was only their second loss. And then 10 and one in, uh, in the West. Okay. All right. So, not only are the Dallas Cowboys behind in reality by one game over Chicago. Listen, Chicago has looked so much better than the Dallas Cowboys all year long. And I'm not just saying that because you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. That's a fact. And not only that, they got the victory with the backup quarterback last week. So you've got to be happy with that whole situation in Chicago. You take away that. Take away the Chicago Bears. Who you got left? Minnesota with six wins. Carolina with six wins. Seattle with six wins, okay? None of these teams look great. Now, although Seattle, if they don't watch it, they might become good. But after that, you're talking about teams that have won five games or less. I've actually marked that, four games or less. Green Bay, four. Detroit, four. Atlanta, four. Tampa Bay, four. Arizona, two. San Francisco, two. Hell, in your own division, you got Philadelphia with that five, and then you got three with the New York Giants. Listen, this this – it's impressive for the NFC East because when you consistently get nine and seven, ten and six as your division winners, guess what? You're just not as good as other teams, and that that proves it just within the standings. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, and this is the time of the year, though, Sonny. So tomorrow, tomorrow we're in December. Okay, we're going into the month of yes. December, starting yes. tomorrow. Yes. Now, and now is when we – this is when the pretenders and the contenders start to separate themselves, all right? Absolutely. It's the money month. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, again, it's, it, it, trust me. I mean, I would consider, you know, yesterday was the 29th. You know what? I'll, I'll throw the Cowboys a bone. I'll consider you this give last them night's that game. One? I, I consider it a December game because you're only two days All away right. from anyway. Okay? So I'll <laughs> throw them a bone. I'll consider that a that, December game. All right? So you're off to a good start, okay, in the most crucial month of the season. Again, I want to see how the, the encore is next week against – you know, the defending Super Bowl champions. Say what you want about how the Eagles season has gone, but this is December now, and you're going to go up against the defending Super Bowl champions. I want to see Absolutely. how they perform. With Let's see the encore. If they find a way to pull out another three-point victory, then you know what? Maybe a leaf has turned in Dallas. Maybe for this season at least, They've got it together, and they can make a push for the postseason. I don't know if I'd go as far as saying that they're going to win a playoff game, but at least you made it. You made it to the dance, and you can and you can kind of build from there. All right. So well, next week is going to be. It's funny that you mentioned encore because not being a stat guy as I am. But there's one thing that I know about the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm sure you will agree with me, not because you're my Mm -hmm. co-host, because you've disagreed with me many times. But you're right. 
What about what? What do you do for an encore? What do the Dallas Cowboys normally do for an encore? Lose, and that's the and that's the point of this show. It, it's one of the fact that you know Dallas Cowboys fans. I mean, seriously, they're they're booking their flights to wherever the Super Bowl is this year. I mean, they're doing it right now. I swear. But what do you do for an encore? Good question, Cuervo. Because let's go back to 2017, September 10th. They get a win week number one, 19-3 against the Giants, okay? All right, what do they Mm -hmm. do in week number two, Cuervo? They drop a game to the, at the time, Cleveland Browns. Or Broncos. I couldn't know. Mark that, mark that. Broncos. I couldn't read my own writing there. So they lost the game to the Broncos. And not only that, they got their asses handed to them, 42-17. to 17. Mm-hmm. Later on in that season, Cuervo, September 25th, they get a – now, this is when Arizona was not half bad. They get a good victory against the Arizona Cardinals, 28-17. They turn around against a lowly Rams team and lose 31-35. to 35. Later in that year, November – Kansas City, good victory, 28-17, quality game. Turn around and lose to Atlanta, 27-7. Now, I have gone back, 2016 season, there wasn't much of that in that. They had a great season. But I can take you back to 2015, 2014. I can take you back to 2013 was a good year. But 12, 11, 10, and 9. I I wrote them down, but I don't want to bore you because guess what? It's the same thing. Get marquee victories and turn around. And not just lose Cuervo, but exactly what you said was going to happen next week. Got their asses blown out. And that is what I call the cowboy curse because this happens every single time, and then the fans get up on board with it, and then they'll make the excuses for them. Of course, that's their team. But the simple fact of the matter is if you're a cowboy realist, you realize that this is not an automatic guarantee win next week, even though the uh, Eagles, at least to this point, have only got five victories. They could win this week. Who they got? Um, uh, Philly, 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 Philly. Who they got this week? They have the Chargers in. Oh no, mark that. They have Washington in Philadelphia this week on Monday Night Football. I, you know, right now, just off the top, before I do any work, they're going to win that game. They don't have any Alex Smith over there. They're going to win that game. So you got a six-game, six-win team, you know, gnawing on your behind, and in the Philadelphia Eagles. So you know, look out for it because that's what's headed your way. And, and that's not good. Washington Redskins are going to lose, um, so they'll they'll go six and six. Um, so uh, Philadelphia is going to be right there at six and six, but you know that's where they're at. So you know, looking at the schedule and looking how that it works out, they really have only got a one game lead in that division. And of course, the NFC East, at least whatever you want to call it, and I say least because this year the Eagles are not proving what they were last year. We've already seen that. And the team right now sitting on top of the division is the Dallas Cowboys 7-5. and five. Now, that's two games over 500. I guess if you like that, I, I mean, you know, we're going you're, – you're headed for a 9-7 and seven season because, you know, it's all about what you said, Cuervo. It's all about December. 
and that schedule in December doesn't get that much easier in reality because they're division foes in this one. Um, I'm pulling up the schedule right now because, well, crap, of course. Why did my, of course, when I'm trying to make a point, let me hit this one button right here. Maybe it's there. Roll it, roll it, roll it. Aye, aye, aye. But they have Philadelphia next week. And let me see if I can. Here we go. I'm having a hard time, Cuervo, but I'm, I'm going to pull up the schedule. But the point being is is that a, a tough December is what it's all about, and they they got to be able to get There it is. Got it. So, Philadelphia. I, I mean, that's not a gimme. Then they have on December 16th, okay, they have Indianapolis. That's not a gimme, okay? Indianapolis is playing good football right now. Uh, now, they get the break with Tampa Bay, but that's another game. That's a team that they can lose to because they have no business losing to them. And then they end up with the Giants, and that is a division game. Regardless where the Giants are, they will be out to win that game, and that game will be in New York. So, yeah, yes, the schedule is primed for them to go ahead and do exactly what people want to do, which is celebrate the Super Bowl. But those games are not guineas. None of them are, and they'll be lucky to get two or three of them, and lucky to be able to get out of this division with the with the league uh, division championship. Yeah, it's going to be really tough, Sonny. And you know what you want to look at as well is is the schedule for the Eagles because uh, you know if they win and they beat uh, Washington on Monday night, which we both expect that to happen. Um, you know, they're right there in the rearview mirror of the Dallas Cowboys. And Right. Well, I'll give it to you. They have Washington. Then they have Dallas. Okay. but And then tough games. The Rams, Houston, and they end with Washington. So, you know, those are tough games, especially, you know, Houston winning as many in a row as they have. Rams playing really well. And the Dallas game is going to be that division, you know, knockdown drag out that it's always going to be. If you come down to week number 17 to figure out whether or not the Cowboys either A, win the division, or B, even make the playoffs, depending on what's going to happen in the wild card. Right, exactly. So, I mean, it really – you know, it's it's going to come down. It's it's going to come down to those last two weeks, you know, because the Eagles will have Houston and um, the you know Washington, and Dallas has, you know, as you said, Tampa Bay and the Giants. So really, when you break that down, what are what are we looking at here? The Eagles, you know, Houston. Honestly, do do we think they could beat Houston? I actually don't think so. I think I think Houston has what it takes to beat the Eagles. Um, so I'll, I'll give a loss to to the Eagles on that one. But in the last game of the year against the Redskins, I expect them to have their way with them. So one and one. All right, Dallas. They should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dallas, you know, Tampa Bay. Uh, I mean, it all depends on how things game. go for them. They should win that game, absolutely. So, uh, But then the Giants. I think at that point, what you really got to look at is if Dallas has clinched a spot, a wild card, then the Giants will beat them because Dallas is going to make them the same mistake that, that most teams do um, after they clinch a spot, and that's, and that's rest all their guys. Okay? Yeah. So Dallas will probably do the well, same thing. They'll, they'll win one, they'll lose one. 
and then go yep. into the wild card round with everybody nice and rested and now, oh, you know, we're going to give it up and they're going to fall on their face. If you haven't noticed that whole resting everybody in week 17, it works. It doesn't work. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work out more than it does. Absolutely. Well, here now, and, and Cuervo, I, I just want to prove my point here. And, and, and I'm a realist. I'm not a hater. These are stats that you can't ignore. Now, first of all, Cuervo, would you say the New York Giants are a good football team? Absolutely not. Okay. So I, I just I just want to make sure that that you know when I say this is I want you to think of these numbers. Third down conversion rate for the Giants, thirty six percent. Okay. Think of that number. Keep it right there. Oh, of course, not my screen though. There it is. The Dallas Cowboys, thirty nine percent. Okay. All right. Not much, but a little better, but not much. But still, the point is that's not very good. Fourth down conversions, we can talk about 50% for the the New York football giants. Now, the Dallas Cowboys have a 61% shot, but the rest of these numbers I'm going to talk to you about are something that you've got to really look at. Red zone opportunity. Red zone opportunities, the Dallas Cowboys convert 42.7% 42.7% of the time, I mark that, the Giants convert 42.7% of the time on fourth, in the red zone, the all-important red zone, Cuervo. Of course, it's the most important thing. Our, hold on. My screen keeps popping back and forth. I want to make sure I get this right. All right. So uh, the Giants, 47.2. The Dallas Cowboys, 48.6 in the red zone. Here's another one to keep in mind. The opponent's stat score in the red zone on the Dallas Cowboys 45% of the time. Uh, or 45% of the time. The Giants, 50% of the time. I'm saying these numbers are not very far off, and they're not enough to say that, wow, they're blowing the, they're blowing the roof off of them. And that's the, that, and that's the New York Giants, Okay. They're, they're not really doing very well at all in reality because the Giants right now 28th in offense out on the football field, and when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, you, want to make, you would think that they're better, but they're not much better. And, and just, just as I was trying to bring that stat up on a different page, it's not loading. But I'm t- all right, there it is. All right, there it is. So it's 27%. All right, 27%. Uh, Cuervo, and that and that is that's the league ranking or re- league ranking twenty seven, and the Giants twenty eight. Okay, listen, there's only thirty four teams, thirty two teams in the NFL. Cuervo, you know something something's them up. I mean because those numbers are right there with the Giants. So, you know numbers don't lie. And and that's another one that folks need to, you know, especially raving Dallas Cowboy fans. Also, don't forget this number. The Dallas Cowboys are not even averaging three touchdowns a game. They're 20.6, just below three touchdowns a game. They're two touchdowns and two extra points and one missed extra point on the touchdown. That That's not going to get the job done uh, at all. And, that's 24th in the league. The Dallas Cowboys, 331 yards a game. That's 25th in the league. 
passing their 28 with 200. Now, that having been said, they're sixth in rushing, so what are they going to have to do in order to come close to winning games? Even though Zeke didn't run the ball very much last night, they still got to make a dedication to run the football. So you got to find those numbers and find the numbers that work for you and get them. So the Dallas Cowboys, if you don't run the ball in the month of December, you're going to miss the playoff square. But it's as simple as that. Yeah, you know, Sonny, I mean, <clears throat> over over the past few years, you know, I try to pay attention to, you know, what what do teams do that work that helps them win playoff games? And maybe it's just the old school Chicago Bears fan in me, I don't know. But the two things that I keep thinking about are running the ball and playing solid defense. Like, to Absolutely. me, that's the formula for winning football games in the playoffs. You have to do those two things. Now, you got to do both. Well, and a lot of people are going to say, well, Cuervo, I mean, look at the New England Patriots. Uh, they don't run the ball that much. They don't uh, – uh, their defense is average. That may be true. Well, what, I, what I'm talking about is when it, when it really matters in a game, those two things, they step up. The running game steps yep. up New England, and the defense steps up you know, as well. So when it matters most, those two things happen. And that's why the Patriots are able to have the success that they had. Uh, I mean, winning, winning that, that Super Bowl in overtime, it wasn't on a Tom Brady, you know, launch 30-yard pass to, to Gronk. It was a pitch to James White from the five-yard line. And he ran it in for a touchdown. Game over, pass win. Yeah, James White. James White. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there you go. I mean, it, I, I just, you know, I, and, and, and I love the enthusiasm of a, of a Dallas Cowboy fan. I really do. I really do. But here's one of the things that you got to understand. You know, this has been going on since the day Jimmy Johnson walked out the door. This is the same old Cowboys. We talked about the same old Cardinals. But this is the same old Dallas Cowboys football team until they can get over the hump. Now, they only had two good years. Again, I'm going to give Dak Prescott's uh, first year an A, and I'm going to give the year before Romo retired a B-, minus, and they got the job done having halfway decent seasons. Take away from that, this is an 8-8, eight and 7-9 eight, and uh, nine football team, and they are primed to do it once again. Yeah, and, and let me uh, allow me to uh, not correct you, Sonny, but give my opinion on Jimmy Johnson walking out the door. I don't really think he was he walked out the door. I think he was pushed out the door. Oh yeah, by he was one, pushed, he just Jerry walked Rose. out the door. But yeah, I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, so for so for the uh, for for you know for the younger audience that may not remember those days, um, you know, for a guy that that won you three titles. Uh, you know, your your owner decided it would be best to get rid of the head coach and pushed him out the door. So, um, yeah, yeah, and then that franchise hasn't been the same since. Yeah, they won another Super Bowl with Barry. You're, you're absolutely right, but absolutely but it right. Was, it was he rode the coattails of what Jimmy Johnson built in Dallas, and you know, and for those again like to run around screaming, "How about them Cowboys? 
go back, go back and, and research who's the one that came up with that phrase. Oh, Cuervo. So that'll tell you everything you want to know. Oh, my God. Cuervo, Cuervo. And I'm not even joking. I wish I could, Joe. This coming. Oh, my God. Oh, of course, I get the dirt. What is it? And maybe this is old. I don't know. Kareem Hunt. Did you hear about this, Cuervo? You know what, Sonny? I'm, I'm looking on Twitter right now. I just saw something about it. It just um, popped wow. up. Kareem Hunt brutalizes and kicks a woman in a hotel video. And just by looking at the um, carpet, I bet you that's Las Vegas. Because that's a nice carpet, you know, that kind of fancy, fancy carpet. I wonder if this was in Las mm-hmm. Vegas. I don't know. But anyway, this, this, this right here, this is that kind of thing. Oh, my goodness. Here it is. All right. So here it goes. Right, close. There we go. The Kansas City Chiefs star running back, Kareem Hunt, shoving and bull rushing and kicking a woman in a Cleveland hotel back in February. How did they keep that wraps on this one, Cuervo? This this one's amazing. Well, how long ago did this happen? I I didn't didn't see. February. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Did wow. they, uh, first of all, they that's, had to pay someone really big, really big, um, because that should have got out. And what it is, it just doesn't help the whole situation. 19-year-old woman is the one that he was kicking and booting around. Um, so, um, that's disgusting. That, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I don't know what the situation is, what she is to him, but this right here. This is the kind of thing that can blow up in Kansas City's face right now. You know, you've got everything going for you, and you know, Andy Reid's not known for getting over the hump in the playoffs, but now they got to make sure that they can get to the playoffs without this kind of off-the-field problem and, sure enough, blast you right in December. Well, I, I mean, I think, I think they've got bigger fish to fry than just worrying about the playoffs. I mean, they got to worry about – you know, the, the, the mind state of, of the organization now. I mean, having to have that as a black cloud right going right into December. This is what we're, this is what we're talking about. December football yeah. is so huge. Something like this, I'll tell you, I'm not saying it's going to happen, Sonny, but it would not shock me one bit if the Kansas City Chiefs don't win another game this year. It wouldn't either, because that team, you know, they have a problem with it right now. And, and look at Patrick Mahomes, great football player, playing well. What has he done the last four, uh, three weeks in, in the NFL? Throwing a lot of interceptions. All right, so that right there tells you a lot. And then number two, listen, they didn't arrest Kareem Hunt because they were wondering whether or not that there were enough to file charges. But guess what? This is going to get filed because according to this video and what I'm seeing, that guy needs to be thrown that guy needs to be thrown in jail. Now now that also being said, Cuervo, I'm not saying that this woman is so innocent per se, all right, you know, because you never know what led up to this, you know, you know, who knows what was said or what was done. But if you're Corinne Hunt, you gotta remember who you are and where you are. And one of them you're in public, number two, you're an NFL football player. You can't do this. No, absolutely not, you know, but I mean, yeah, just the just the fact that you know these these types of things happen. It's it's really 
it's unfortunate. Um, you know, I think I think the reason that people are in uproar about it is because, again, just like the Ray Rice situation, there's video evidence. I mean, oh, it, and Cuervo, I'm watching is, the video. I'm watching the video. This 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 is this is first of all ridiculous, and second of all. Uh, you know, it, it, there was no really need for it. He had somebody holding him back, and he comes back and he comes, he comes back afterwards, pushing people out of the way. This, I, I, again, I don't know what was said. I don't have a clue. I would love to know what was said, but it, anyway, you got to remember who you are. You're a you know 250 pound you know football player going up against a woman that's a buck oh five. You, you, you just you got to remember who you are and what you are. And, and this guy just didn't do it at, at all. And he bull rushed her too, Cuervo. This is it, it, wait until you see the video. It will disgust you. We'll talk about more of that on Sunday. So. No, I'm sure it will. I'm sure, and I and I am going to watch it. Um, you know, my my I'll put, thing is, I'll put um, it. I'll put it in the Facebook in the Messenger so you can find it right away. So you don't have to look for it. Um, so uh, it. in our regular one, yeah, the one that we regularly well, do. So I'm like, well, okay. So with that being said, Sonny, that's the name of our show. Yep. I honestly think that if they're going to suspend Kareem Hunt then they need to suspend Reuben Foster as well. I mean, Reuben Foster oh, yeah. gets cut. He gets cut by the 49ers, and the Washington Redskins pick him up. He he can play if he wants to on Sunday. No, right? he can't. Here's the difference, that, that's the, he's not, no, well, he's, he's on the commissioner's exemplar. He can't play right now. Well, then they need to do the same thing with Kareem Hunt, then, if that's the case. Absolutely. Because here's the thing. Absolutely. This is the same same mistake that we made with the situation with uh, Ray Rice Rice versus – who was the other one that got a domestic violence charge? And we were (laughs) – Who didn't? We were ready to – Yeah, well, okay, the difference is you got video evidence on one. Yeah, but you don't absolutely. have anything on the other. So not only the that, difference? Ray Rice is even worse. The Ray Rice was even worse because they were going to let him go before the video got out. That's that, that's even worse. Right. So my my thing is, there's really no difference between the two. Nope. I guess the only it's thing worse is, actually once you is, see this. Right. I mean, I guess the only thing is, you know, I mean, we know how the you know how the law is. I mean. You know, innocent until proven guilty. So, the ones that you don't have video evidence on, you can't prove that yep. you committed that crime. All you're doing is going off of what somebody says. So, yeah, maybe that's the difference in how we've been treating these cases. Uh, for the ones that that there is no proof of any type, we tend to kind of take it a little lighter than the ones that we do have video evidence from. Simply because the proof is right there, so you know, I, I guess, I guess, uh, you know, for the ones that are that are saying that Reuben Foster should be exempt, and, and you know, Kareem Hunt should the same thing. I just think uh, it's like I've been saying for years now. You know, that there needs to be a standard uh, a consequence across the board. Yep. You know, first I agree. first offense is. 
you know, two game suspension or, you know, whatever. Second one is Automatic. you're on the commissioner's exemption list. You know, the third time you do it, you're, you know, suspended for a year. Fourth time you're gone. Or you don't even yeah. let it go that far. You don't even allow somebody to have that many domestic violence charges. You know, you just, you know, you do it once. I, I say after a certain amount of games. Right. And then the second time you're done. So really, I mean, that, that's, that there has to be a standard across the board for everybody. You can't, you can't continue to treat each situation differently, differently. And, 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 you know, I guess hand out different punishments because I mean, it's, it's, you know, the equal opportunity is, is not there as far as, you know, why is this guy getting a uh, harsher, why is he getting off lighter than I, I did, you know, type thing. And yeah, you know, you don't want that. So it should be really interesting to see where that goes. I know you got to get back to work, right, Cuervo? I've got about, about enough 15, maybe 20 more minutes. Cool. Yeah, about 20 more minutes. Cool. Cool. All right. Very good. Then, you know, more things to talk about. Let's go back to last week. I mean, you know, you know, we we didn't have a bad last week. Wherever you were twelve and three, so we're talking now is eleven and four. Um, as I took Detroit over Chicago, um, but uh, pretty much, uh, you know, we were on. We're all on the same page last week, and then uh, week eleven really kicked our butts. You were eight and five. I was seven and six. Tarvin went five and eight. And week eleven was brutal. Couple of weeks, but where our numbers are, I don't think they're necessarily too bad at all. We're keeping up with it. Um, but this week's games, Corvo, there is some there's some good games out there. Um, looking at Baltimore, Atlanta. I mean, off the top of your head, man, you say Baltimore, but man, Atlanta's not playing good football at all. Yeah, no, I mean, neither one of them really are. I mean, you know, the Ravens. Uh, you know, they they. I can't remember how close it was, but I don't. I don't think Baltimore really uh, blew the Raiders out last week. I think that was a close game for nope. a while. So you know, the Baltimore is losing their edge. Um, you know, from what they had earlier this season. So, and maybe it's Joe Flacco not being there. Maybe it's the defense. You know, not playing as well. Whatever. The point is, you know, Baltimore's starting to struggle a little bit. And with four teams battling for the last really AFC wildcard spot because all the ones are set at the top and then the Chargers are probably going to get one of the wildcards. That leaves Miami, Baltimore, um, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Tennessee, as well as, um, yeah, uh, Denver, in fact, is even in the running there. So that takes you to Buffalo and Miami, important game for Miami. Buffalo is deciding they want to try to play and win football games. It's really weird. They've won two in a row. Yeah, they, they have, and, and I could see them winning a third in a row. Just I just think that I Buffalo, think so, too. I could see um, it. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, getting a nice win against the, the Jaguars last week, uh, you know that that really can can boost your confidence. Even even though there's only a month left in the season, I mean, there's nothing wrong with trying to end on a on a on a positive note. You know, finish strong and get ready for next year. And, and this game this week, Cuervo, Kansas City's at Oakland, and the only reason why I brought it up because of the Kareem Hunt situation. 
And I mean, Kansas City should win their football game. I'm probably going to pick Kansas City. I'll make my decision on that later. But this is that game. You'll see how Kansas City is going to be, how they play this game uh, in response to what has happened and what has finally been leaked out to the public and the media regarding Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I think this. I think this game could be close now because of the situation. You know, I agree. You, and it's it's not even about the the, the talent. You know, I mean, because if you're talking about talent, obviously the Chiefs are a hundred times more talent than the Oakland Raiders are. Um, but it's it, it it becomes this this type of game becomes a mental game. Um, you know, what are what are where is the mindset of the Kansas City Chiefs now with this? leaking out on a Friday afternoon, you know, within less than 48 hours before you got to get ready for a football game. Uh, where, where does that, where does that put Andy Reed? Where does that put, you know, the, the, you know, Kareem Hunt's teammates mentally, where, where is everybody yep. uh, at from a mental standpoint? And, you know, I think the Raiders have an opportunity to really take advantage of, the situation where, you know, maybe Kansas City's not not focused and, and maybe they well, might be able to steal a victory. The question is, will they? I mean, they're, they're in the hunt for the number one draft pick. I don't, you know, I don't think they necessarily need it with all the draft picks they got in the first round. But uh, the number one draft pick is at stake here because – Oakland is two and nine out on the season. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers are two and nine, and so are the Arizona Cardinals two and nine. Will they lay the egg on purpose to try to keep in running for that? If they get a victory, they'll be three and eight, and they're going to be amongst the whole bunch of people right there uh, within the first seven slots of the NFL draft. Ryan, you want to talk about somebody that that's not too happy about Dallas <laughs> Dallas winning that game last night? The Oakland Raiders yep. are probably to their stomach because, I mean, the more Dallas wins, the worse that first-round pick becomes that they got in return with the Amari Cooper trade. So Absolutely. Things like that factor in. Yeah, all those – you know, that – that alone, you know, you know, they got a bunch of first-round draft picks, whether they trade out of it and everything, I don't know, uh, but that is huge. In Baltimore, uh, Joe Flacco is expected to practice on, you know, you know, was expected to practice all this week. I don't know how much he practiced, but I, I don't know. Joe, Joe Flacco, or do you go with the Rook in reality after the big victory for Baltimore last week? And I'm talking about Jackson. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I I think I think this is similar to the situation with the Bears. I mean, you know, you don't you don't rush into bringing Joe Flacco back. I mean, you know, Lamar Jackson's playing, he's playing fine. You know, this is a great opportunity for him to really get some get some experience and and be ready to take over uh, on a full time status whenever Joe Flacco, you know, is no longer with the team. So. If Baltimore yeah. was smart, they don't they don't rush into bringing Joe Flacco back. This is a good thing where you give Lamar Jackson this to uh, to you know get these reps with the with the offense and and really get him ready for him possibly taking over next year as a starting quarterback. 
Hell no. Let him play, let him win, trade him off, get Teddy Bridgewater. I'm telling you right now, that's the smartest thing you could ever do. Because the second year on, on Jackson, I don't trust it. I don't trust any uh, uh, first year uh, going into the second year quarterback. That's what I would do. But then again, you know, I am a general manager of an NFL football team. So there you go, Cuervo. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, you know, interesting. Hey, Beckham, Beckham, you know, talks about being disappointed and and post-game, you know, you know, post-game, you know, criticisms and things of that sort. Lots of talk about Ben Roethlisberger, you know, doing a lot of talking and everything. You know, I, I guess I want to get your opinion, especially on the Ben Roethlisberger thing. I know we don't have to worry about Odell Beckham, okay? The team's not going to make the playoffs. They suck. And, you know, frankly, Odell Beckham doesn't like Eli Manning like I predicted three years ago. He just won't admit it publicly because it's not politically correct. But that guy does not want him as his quarterback in reality anyway. So he's praying for Eli to go somewhere so he can get a new friend at the quarterback. Yeah, you know, I find it funny that uh, Odell says that they need to, uh, you know, throw the ball more. Well, they ran it thirty-seven, or they 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 threw the ball thirty-seven times and only ran it seventeen. So, are are, are, you, are, you, really, are you really trying to say they should throw more, or are you saying they should throw to him more? The big difference. Mm-hmm. Yep. Big stuff. Colts and Jaguars. That's going to be a good one, especially with the Colts playing well. Jaguars not playing so well. Um, the Colts need this one, saying, saying uh, for the wild card in, in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Indianapolis is, is quietly making some noise, Sonny. I know that's kind of like an oxymoron, quietly making noise. But, you know, people, I, I think people have forgotten about the what the Indianapolis Colts are capable of. And, and I agree. You know, I think, I, think a, I think a win over Jacksonville on Sunday can bring – you know, back the 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 attention of everybody to the Indianapolis Colts and say, oh yeah, yeah, you know what, the Colts are pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. Andrew Luck is, you know, he's, he's back to what we thought he was going to be. So, I think that's really the difference. Is you know, people wanted to uh, uh, become a believer again in, in Andrew Luck, but it, it took some time. You know, I mean, he uh, you know he needed a few good games. Uh, it wasn't going to take just one or two good performances. And, um, you know, but I, I, I've been saying it all along. I mean, I think Andrew Luck is going to be just fine as long as, as – long, and, and, you know, you look back now at, at everybody that says, why are they waiting so long to bring him back? Well, this is why. I mean, you have exactly. to make sure that a guy like that is, is 100%. And if you try to bring him back before that, you know, you, you get you get bad results. So – um, you know, look at RG3, the way the Washington Redskins handled his situation, um, you know, I, I thought was, was poor. It was poorly uh, ran. So that's I why agree with you. 100%. he was never, he was never the same uh, after that injury, after those knee injuries, he was never the same. So, um, and that's why the Redskins have struggled to find a, a quarterback that can, you know, that can make them relevant. Look, you can say what you want about Kirk Cousins, son. He he had them in the playoffs, okay? He did. He had them in the playoffs, and they decided they weren't going to pay him. They went older. They went cheaper with Alex Smith. 
unfortunately he you know suffered that horrible injury that he that he you know had do you honestly Washington think, would be in first place if he didn't get hurt Cuervo okay do you honestly think though that they would have progressed with Alex Smith the quarterback and what I mean by that is not just make the playoffs but actually win a playoff game because you know Cousins got them there they didn't win they didn't win a playoff game but he got them there. You know, could Alex Smith have done the same and maybe even possibly win a playoff game? If the answer would have been yes, then okay, then maybe Washington made the right move. But we're not going to know that until possibly next year. Talk about sneaky, difficult schedule. And then I'll let you go because I know you got to go. The Carolina Panthers. I pulled out the golden uh, – Stick the fork in them in the Carolina Panthers. Listen to the schedule, Cuervo. Next week or this week, New England Patriots in New England on the road at Seattle. Home against Miami, not a gimme. Maybe they beat the Detroit Lions and then they got Chicago. I'm pulling out the, 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 the couch potato. Uh, Fourth, and I'm putting it in the Carolina Panthers not making the playoffs. What about you, Cuervo? Well, I tell you, you know, losing losing at home to Seattle last Sunday. Oh, that hurt. That that was a huge blow uh, for that it football was. team. And, you know, it, it didn't help that the week before that, you know, Ron Rivera decided it would be a good a good idea to go for two and not get it. So, you know, the Panthers losing two games in a row the way they did. Um, you know, that, that is, oh. I mean, I can, I can only imagine how sick, uh, our buddy from way in sports, Brian Tarvin's feeling about the situation. He's got to be, he, I mean, he's probably started the fire Ron Rivera.com website. Uh, if it hasn't been created already. already. Yeah. I, I was going to say, you know, that, and then, then they got the riverboat Ron, you know, you know, website going on as well. But by the way, guess what? I was, I was wrong. Carolina has Cleve, uh, uh, Tampa Bay this week. You know, I don't know if they can beat them, even though they're at home. I don't think they can beat them. Then they got uh, Cleveland. Uh, let's, let's not overreact. I think they'll beat, they'll beat Tampa Bay. I don't think they're going to have a problem beating Tampa Bay, but I want to see how they look. So, they're they're gonna they're gonna beat them, but are they going to dominate the football game, or is it gonna be well we squeaked by them and we had to kick a last second field goal to win the game? Which one's it gonna be? Is it gonna be the dominating Carolina Panthers that we saw the first half of the season, or is it gonna be you know the guys that that squeaked a win uh, out of a bad Tampa Bay Buccaneers football team uh, and you know just find a way to win? Like that—that—that's not what Carolina. They need a dominating victory, in my opinion. They need it because right now I think they got demoralized against Seattle at home, and they do have Tampa Bay at home uh, or, or at Tampa Bay. So that game's in Tampa Bay. Then they are at Cleveland. Then they have New Orleans, Atlanta, and New Orleans again. So um, yeah, the couch potatoes. Um, Official fork is being stuck in the Carolina Panthers. Frankly, I don't think they get. If that was such a demoralizing loss uh, in Seattle, uh, you know, against Seattle at home, 
I, I don't know. I, and Cleveland, Cleveland might just rub their faces in it. So I'm not saying they're going to win, or you know, the, uh, I'm not saying Carolina is going to win, uh, you know, or uh, Cleveland's going to win. But the Cleveland Browns, they didn't look all that bad last week. And who who picked the Cleveland Browns last week? Oh, that's right. It was one Sonny Clark who picked the Cleveland Browns along with everybody else beating Cincinnati. And right now, I don't think the Carolina Panthers could beat Cincinnati right now. So that is huge. Now, granted, they didn't have a A.J. A. Green, but that's the reason why most people did pick Cleveland Brown, uh, Browns over them is because they didn't have A.J. Green. And now we're talking about, again, Marvin Lewis will keep his job. I mean, I mean, geez. Can, can we finally just stop that talk in reality? I mean, can we finally just say he is done? I can't, you know, can we talk? He, yeah, yeah, Joan, can we talk? Can we just fire this guy yet? I don't know, Sonny. I mean, I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'll tell you, this might be the year, and I'll tell you why, because if Marvin Lewis does get fired, um, then the answer is, well, who's going to take over for him? I, it, it, don't be surprised if Hugh Jackson does. Don't be surprised if Hugh Jackson takes over this football team. And mm. that's, not because, mm. that's not because they think he's the answer, uh, but he is the temporary solution until they find them a coach that that they really believe in uh, mm. or that they – it could be more long-term than a, than a Hugh Jackson cannon. The thing is, you know, he's familiar with the organization. You know, he, he worked – he was in Cincinnati before he left to go to Cleveland. Um, so, it, it, it does make sense. I'm not – I don't know if that is going to happen. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, that wind, might wind up being uh, what Cincinnati does if it happens this year. One last question, we'll let you go. Bruce Arian says he's only interested in one job. Guess what that team is, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I find that really interesting. I'm wondering if it's because they're willing to give him more keys to the the team than just the head coaching job. Uh, Maybe he's, you know, an undercover GM for the team. Um, that would be the only thing that I can think of, Sonny. I mean, it's not like, you know, Cleveland is primed to, to make a push right now in the AFC. They've got a lot of potential. Don't get me wrong. You know, I mean, Baker Mayfield has shown some 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 good signs of, of you know, finally being a, a quarterback that Cleveland can really depend on to win you games. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, but I think, I think to – come out and say that that's the only team you would want to coach there. There's more to it than just because you believe in what they're doing there. I think there's, I think there might be more, uh, uh, you know, things that, that come with taking that job, not, and not just money either. I'm I'm telling you, I think there's going to be, he's going to be able to make some decisions as far as personnel. Um, You know, I think, I think he's going to have a lot, of say so in that organ, you know, and what happens in that organization. And, you know, honestly, if I'm Bruce Arians, I don't blame him. I mean, if the team's willing to pay me, pay me very well and, and, and give me, um, you know, that, that power to, to have that 
the, those decision making, uh, you know, the 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 decision making, I guess, ability or or the say so, then, I mean, I I'd probably do it too. Well, look at the, you. You look at the whole situation. You know, Arians goes and turns the Arizona Cardinals around. I'm sorry he did. We could talk about Ken Wesenhunt and all the others before that. He he made him successful. And, and guess what? When you're a four and six football team, four six and one, you know, Cleveland, you could use a guy like a Bruce Arians that can bring you leadership at the coaching position. Because let's be honest, Browns don't have it in the coaching spot. So it, it, it to me, it's a perfect fit. And you know. It should be interesting to see how it goes. So, well, Cuervo, you got to get back to work. I do, sir. I've got about 10 more minutes until I'm back at work. But um, if we're going to end the show now, that's totally fine. I know we're probably going to be back up on Sunday, breaking all the games down. Yeah. And I'm looking yeah, forward absolutely. to it. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to yep. it. Yeah, we're all three of us are 0-1 thanks to uh, new, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So for those that are in mad love for the Dallas Cowboys uh, being the next Super Bowl champions, you know, this one's for you, you know, good luck with that. But the simple fact of the matter is, is when you, when you say Dallas Cowboys are going to make the Super so, Bowl, Tim. I don't think so, Tim. So uh, everybody, you know, just, you know, just hold on to it. It'll all happen. So we'll see what happens with that. So that's going to do it for us. Here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, special, whoa, hit the wrong button. How about that one right there? That's going to do it for us on, I just can't stand it, just pump the break, you Dallas Cowboy fans. Here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, we're out of here, Cuervo. We'll definitely see you on Sunday morning, my friend. All right, Sonny, you take care and enjoy your day, and we'll talk more on Sunday. You got it. Everybody take care. We're out of here. Bye-bye.